Welcome to the Purposeful Wealth Podcast, the go-to podcast on how to bring clarity, contentment and certainty to your financial life. Brought to you by Jonathan Gibson, founder of Wells Gibson and author of the Purposeful Wealth book. Pick up your copy of Purposeful Wealth on Amazon and please enjoy this show. Welcome to the Purposeful Wealth Podcast and part two of this two-part Life is Taxing podcast. We're again going to consider the subject of tax. In part one, we consider the difference between tax evasion and tax avoidance and in particular, the simple and effective ways to reduce tax via the annual pension and other allowances. Philanthropy makes it possible to reduce your liability to higher rate or additional rate tax by giving more to charity, an area we will consider more when the Purposeful Wealth podcast considers the subject of giving. For instance, if you're earning over £100,000 a year, you lose your personal allowance by £1 for every £2 that you're taxable income is over £100,000. In the current tax year, this means you lose your allowance if your taxable income is above £125,000. Your financial or wealth plan might reveal you can afford to gift £20,000 to charity, perhaps your church, and because of gift aid, that charity receives a gift of £25,000. As you have gifted £20,000 and the charity has received £25,000, your adjusted income is now deemed to be £100,000. However, your net income has only reduced by around £9,500. Essentially, when you donate to charities, you can claim gift aid. That is, if you're a UK taxpayer. And when you do that, you're able to record your donation as a gift on your tax return which reduces your liability to higher rate and additional rate tax, as well as potentially retaining your personal allowance. It's an entirely legal way to avoid paying some of your tax, yet support causes you care about. Now on to the subject of investing to reduce tax. However, a word of caution here, don't put the tax cart before the investment horse. When it comes to tax, it's important to make sure that you don't pay more tax than you need to and that you legally minimize the impact tax has on your wealth and financial future. However, the challenge comes in not putting the tax cart before the investment horse, so to speak. People can get so focused on reducing their tax liabilities that they make risky investment decisions and take unnecessary investment risks, which their financial plan reveals they're not able to take and don't need to take. For example, some people might put money into what I would call higher risk tax planning products, such as enterprise investment schemes and venture capital trusts. They do this for the very good reason that they want to reduce their various tax liabilities. However, I regard most of these products as a fund manager's or investment manager's remuneration package dressed up as an investment strategy. Whilst they might reduce tax, you can potentially lose more money on the investment itself. 
The problem with putting your money into tax planning products like these is that you immediately find yourself invested in products that are not consistent with systematic investing. In other words, they're not evidence-based, informed by decades of empirical academic research and insight. Although higher risk tax planning products might be suitable for some people, and they can be, it is important to know that many of these products are poorly diversified, they're expensive, and they lack transparency. The success of these products is dependent on speculation and an active manager or investment manager so-called skill. It is also worth noting that these products can be highly illiquid, which means access to income or capital is limited, and there is a greater possibility of capital loss. So there are two sides to this, the advice and the execution. I will always explain to clients that if they're going to invest in a product that helps to reduce tax, they should also make sure it meets the criteria of being an authentic or sensible investment. Is it a widely diversified product? Are costs low? Are you taking risks supported by evidence? If the answer to any of these questions is no, it's probably not the most sensible strategy to follow for the majority of people. I, for one, believe the majority of people can meet their lifestyle, financial, tax and investment goals and requirements using cash deposits, including cash ISAs, and traditional tax wrappers. And by traditional tax wrappers, I mean personal pensions, including stakeholder pensions, personal pensions, self-invested personal pensions. By traditional tax wrappers, I mean stocks and shares ISAs, general investment accounts, onshore investment bonds, offshore investment bonds. However, I do recognize that there are circumstances whereby it might be appropriate to consider specialist tax planning products which are deemed to be higher risk when compared to sensible investing using traditional tax wrappers. Specialist higher risk tax planning products and services include venture capital trusts, enterprise investment schemes, seed enterprise investment schemes, inheritance tax services, AIM inheritance tax services. But in light of the risks associated with these specialist higher risk tax planning products, I believe you should answer the following questions to help determine if these are suitable for your own financial plan. Question one, do you want to reduce tax liabilities, income tax, capital gains, inheritance tax? Have you fully utilized your pension allowances, including unused pension allowances? Have you fully utilized your ISA allowances? Have you fully utilized your capital gains tax allowances? In the past, have you committed to specialist higher risk tax planning products that expose you to the possible loss of capital? Do you want to and need to invest in specialist higher risk tax planning products that expose you and your loved ones to the possible loss of capital? How much income and capital would you be willing to commit to these products that expose you to the possible loss of capital? If you committed to specialist higher risk tax planning products, 
what impact would a loss of capital have on your ability to achieve or maintain your desired lifestyle? And although you might be willing and able to take this level of risk, do you need to take this level of risk to achieve and maintain your desired lifestyle? As I already explained, I believe the majority of people can achieve their lifestyle, financial, tax and investment goals and requirements using traditional tax wrappers which adopt a sensible investment strategy. Now here's a tax efficient approach for business owners. An approach to reducing tax for business or practice owners is to use their business as the vehicle to maximise pension contributions. I often meet business owners whose spouses or partners are also employed by the business. As long as they are deemed to be wholly and exclusively for the purposes of the trade, a business can maximise pension contributions on behalf of the business owner and spouse or partner. The benefit here is that you're transferring wealth from the business balance sheet to your personal balance sheet and you're taking some of the risk off the table over there and moving it over here. Furthermore, the contributions will be an allowable business expense, reducing your company's liability to corporation tax. In other words, in the current tax year, a contribution from profits of £40,000 is essentially only costing your business £32,400. And avoiding unnecessary risks, as already mentioned, I believe my principal role as a financial planner is to stop people doing the wrong things at the wrong times for the wrong reasons and to ensure people do the right things at the right time and for the right reasons. I remember one dental practice owner who approached me after I attended a talk I delivered on the subject of sensible investing. He had explained to me that his current advisor from a national wealth management business listed on the London Stock Exchange, was trying to get him and his wife to invest £20,000 each year for a number of years into enterprise investment schemes. After we reviewed his personal and financial position and created his financial plan, it was clear that this was not necessary. In fact, I was able to reveal that he would be taking unnecessary risks by putting money into EIS and in fact more risk than he was able to take essentially putting this money into enterprise investment schemes would have saved him 30% in income tax, but it would have been exposing their investment to unnecessary risk. I explained that even if he was willing to take that level of risk, he didn't need to. So I believe a, a financial planner should fulfill the role of a gatekeeper to stop you doing the wrong things at the wrong time for the wrong reasons. Once you know the allowances and exemptions available to reduce your tax liabilities, it's so important you utilise them when you can. Although you might have the opportunity to carry forward unused pension allowances, this is not the case with the majority of allowances and exemptions other than the annual £3,000 gift allowance as you can carry this forward for one year to the next tax year if it has not been used. But the message here is use it or lose it. It's also vital you don't delay your tax planning. Clients of mine, Tim and Diane, were introduced to me by existing clients in early 2017. And during our initial discovery meeting, I discovered that the value of Tim's pension was slightly below the £1 million lifetime allowance. 
However, as he had been making contributions after 6th of April 2016, he was not permitted to apply for fixed protection 2016, which which would have given him a lifetime allowance of £1.25 million, as opposed to the reduced £1 million at that time. Frustratingly, their financial advisor at the time had not alerted them to the opportunity to secure a higher lifetime allowance. Although the lifetime allowance has increased to a little over £1 million, this simply illustrates the importance of using your available tax allowances and ensuring you are undertaking a comprehensive review of your financial plan, at least annually. Remember, when you engage with a financial planner, you are buying wisdom, not tools. I'm conscious that clients are increasingly seeking to make wise financial decisions rather than rely on tools and apps as they want to make smart decisions in all areas of their financial life. There's an increasing number of resources, tools and apps available online and that number is only going to grow. What an online tool or app can't give you is the wisdom that comes from experience and knowledge. And know this, you can Google knowledge, but you cannot Google wisdom. Your financial planner should fulfill the role of a coach and mentor. You deserve and need guidance to make the most sensible choices for your circumstances. And as I've said before, I don't think tax is bad, but I encourage you to use the allowances, exemptions and various strategies that are legally available to you without taking risks that are not consistent with how much risk you're willing, able, and need to take. Thank you for listening to the Purposeful Wealth podcast. Thank you for listening to Purposeful Wealth. Please remember to subscribe, review, and come back next week for your next instalment. You can also visit the wellsgibson.uk website for more information on bringing clarity, contentment, and certainty to your financial life.